Hey everyone, this is Patrick Donahoe, host of the Well Standard Podcast. Before we get started to this week's episode, which you're going to love, by the way, I just wanted to give you a quick announcement. So most of you who have been listening for a while know that I've, I've spoken on a really amazing event that happens just once a year, and it happens on a cruise ship, and that's the Real Estate Guys Radio Summit at Sea. And this year is actually going to be pretty amazing, and there are still a few cabins left, uh, but you got to listen to this lineup. So first off, the Real Estate Guys themselves, which is the number one downloaded uh, podcast for uh, real estate investors. Uh, so Robert Helms and Russell Gray, those are the Real Estate Guys. But you also have Robert Kiyosaki, author of the Rich Dad, uh, author of the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. And this year they're celebrating the 20th anniversary. Uh, so it's it's amazing they got him to to come on board. But Robert Kiyosaki is going to be there. Uh, Peter Schiff. G. Edward Griffin, the author of uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island, which we talk about all the time on the podcast. Uh, we also have a few others. Uh, Chris Martinson, uh, who is the uh, author of The Crash Course, and he's amazing. I can't I can't wait to hear him. I've never heard him live. I can't wait for that one. And there are a few others. Uh, Tom Hopkins, uh, best known for just his motivational speaking, especially on real estate investing. So if you're a real estate investor and have any type of interest. This is, this is the, uh, event of the year to, to really come to and learn and be inspired to take your game to the next level. So if you want more information about the summit at sea in the show notes, we're going to put the uh, link, but also you could visit, uh, the, let's say it's realestateguysradio.com forward slash summit at sea, uh, or just go to their main page, realestateguysradio.com. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm bringing my 10-year-old daughter. It's going to be an amazing time. She is committed to winning the Cashflow 101 game in front of Kiyosaki, so we'll see how she does. But it's going to be an amazing time, amazing event. I'm ex- I'm super excited to go this year, and I invite you guys as well. If you can make that happen, uh, I believe the date is is uh, the first week of April. Uh, so April 1st to, I believe, the, uh, the 9th. So anyway, realestateguysradio.com. Go check that information out. And if you go, I hope to see you there. This is the Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to episode 183 of the Wealth Standard Radio. I am here with the man, the myth, and the legend, Mr. Chunga. You oversell. I can tell you're a brilliant marketer. Dude, you're, you were the star of the show. I'm long gone. <laughs> I'm behind the curtain now. You're I'm that guy behind the curtain. Yesterday's newspaper. Well, I'm really excited today because there are no cameras today. There aren't. It's, Every single time we record, we happen to record on Casual Friday. Yeah, we're recording on Casual Friday, which today. is something you do not participate in. Apparently, you got to look the part. You know, you have to set some standard for Casual Friday, <laughs> which which is a standard for Casual Friday. Well, the the thing that sucks is that every time we do this, I look like I'm your mechanic. Uh, you look like James Bond. I look like Otis from the Andy Griffith Show. I look. I'm like I'm rustic. Too bad we don't have a camera because I was on. Uh, I was out of town for a week and didn't shave, so I look yeah. like we had a couple of video I'm rustic, calls. Rustic Patrick. We you haven't shaved. You're yeah. very tan. I have white hair all over my face. How long has it been since me... you've had facial hair? I've never seen you like this. No, so. I, I, it's been a long time. It's so been when, a long the, time. when the when I forgot the... my razor, that's where it started. So it looks good on you, man. Thanks. It, it really it. does. I look older. No. Okay. I don't think you look, even with the, the few little telltale grays that I'm seeing coming in, oh, which I bet were a surprise to you. Yeah. Uh, no, you, I think you look younger, actually. Hey, well, I appreciate that. I'd run with this, Pat. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll hey, see. Listen, can we, can we just jump right into this? Let's do it. Um, Let's uh, you've do it. been gone, but I have been keeping track of the feedback that we've been getting here on the Well Standard podcast and, 
Uh, we're getting an, an awful lot about the politics and people are liking the politics and, mm-hmm. and we're probably going to spend some more time with this. But I was hoping that we could take a break from the Trumpisms and yep. take a break mm-hmm. from that kind of stuff. And it's maybe- way too much. Yeah, there's way too much out there on Trump. It's like a frenzy. It's kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. So I'm pretty burnt. I'm done. I'm done for a while. Yeah, Unless so- he does something ridiculously crazy well we're gonna take a break kind of daily but yeah we'll, we'll take a break for a couple of weeks do some other things but sounds good uh one of the episodes that we're getting the most feedback on uh if you think back we did i can't remember what episode it was it may have been 180 mm-hmm. uh 179 78 something like that uh it was about the the california pensions calpers yeah, calpers yep. yeah and how the pensions were collapsing and yep. and uh we're getting a lot of people that are that are coming back to us here at paradigm life and and hitting us on the Well Standard page is saying, hey, I need to know more about this. I don't understand this. Or I am a pension guy. I need to know a little bit more. I, or I, have, a lot a, I, or I have a pension. What you know? What am I missing? Am I protected? The What's feedback, the state of my pension? Yeah, the feedback was crazy. And yeah. so what I'm hoping to do in this episode, sure. if you'll allow us, is you are a, a, a phenomenal economist and you understand this stuff way better than most people do. So I would kind of like to take the role of people who may be new to pensions or maybe looking at their first pension or have just come into a job where they have one or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and take the role of the layman and hopefully get into the weeds because we we haven't well, done think, that in a while. And I think it also it, it for those that don't have one Okay. Yeah. It's still going to make just as much of an impact. So yeah, we right. can get and into all that. How do you protect yourself? So on yeah. and so forth. And we so. wrote, and we wrote, well, I wrote kind of in conjunction with you. We wrote, um, you know, like a, a 12 page ebook that, uh, that's out. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's and out. It's out now. You can go get yeah, it right you can now. Go grab yeah. it. So just go to the wallstandard.com and it's the pension meltdown. Mm-hmm. And it goes through a lot of, uh, a lot of these details. But yeah, it is, it's one of those ominous problems that most people just don't have on their, on their radar. And yeah. so that's what I'm going to talk about. And I, I think that, yeah, the dialogue that we'll have may help individuals understand just how, you know, how significant the issue is. I think it's a lot bigger than a lot of people are thinking. And, yeah. and the last episode was kind of their first wake up call, like, oh no, this is, this is way worse than we thought it was going to be, or yep. this is a way bigger problem. And so, by the way, that, 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 I don't know, do we call it an ebook, an essay? What are, what are we essay, calling it? Essay, ebook, whatever. The pension it's, meltdown is, yeah. it's really concise. It's really quick. It's like 12 pages mm-hmm. and it really does shed an awful lot of light on this problem in a very short amount of time. So yeah. I encourage everybody to go check that out. Yeah. So. so it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I've, I've known about it. We had Barry Dyke on, I think last, it was about, it's about a year ago. Yeah. Episode 139. 139. Yeah. 139. So in Barry, you know, Barry is just the researcher of a researcher. I mean, he he goes to uh, extensive lengths to back up his data, back up his claims, and he wrote uh, a book really about some of some of this. Now, he talked about more of the solutions, which we'll get into today as well. And we'll put his book in the show notes too, so yeah. that if you're just listening to this, find the show notes, and we'll have it there for you. But Barry, you know, I I, I always enjoy talking to to Barry. He's an interesting interesting guy. Uh, he's worked with some big big A players as well in in uh, you know him as a financial advisor, but you know he he really helped me back in 2006 2007 really understand just kind of what we do, mm-hmm. uh, and he researched a lot of what's going on uh, on Wall Street, and 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 how that uh, how that can affect everyone, and obviously that was before 2008 2009, right? And he and- was warning about it. Absolutely, and he's still making he's still making the same claims because back then, not we're not gonna get into these details today, but looking at you know the bailout and how they uh, came up with a solution to mm-hmm. that to that recession, it it wasn't a solution. It was a ban- it was a band aid. Uh-huh. Most people think, oh, it's over, right? The recession's over, and right. it's 
okay. In many ways, and, they just kick the can down the street a little bit. Exactly, and, and the stock market's up. Uh, interest rates are down, so people are like, okay, yeah, things are things are pretty good. Yeah. But looking at what it took to actually create this environment. That is, there's a huge unintended consequence, okay. and I think it's very, it's very similar to these these pension issues. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of get in, get into that. So you know, maybe the best way to, to start so right is, right at the beginning, yeah, just tar- talk about what a, what a pension is, and yeah. we go through a little bit of the history in the ebook, right? Uh, you know, but a pension is a, a really old idea, right? It goes, it goes, back, goes back to, to Roman to- times. Is it before the founding of our country? Yeah. Does this go back to the old world? Yes, yeah, so it goes to mentioned? goes to Roman times. Goes to you okay. know you know pre pre colonial and looking at you know coming. And it's from a, the a Roman word or a Latin word. Uh, I think it's Latin. Okay, right? but yeah, essentially a pension is just it's it's somebody gives you a payment for uh, the rest of your life. It's like an it's an in, it's an income. Okay. And that's, that's essentially what a pension means in the, in the Latin. And, you know, it was really reserved for military, right? Because they would sacrifice their life, their families, uh, and that amount of, of sacrifice that it, you know, it warranted not just, you know, upfront compensation, but that's when, you know, if you dedicate your life to fighting and then you can't, you can no longer fight, then you need to be taken care of. So the idea, the idea makes sense. Okay. And, and it's, really beneficial and attractive to somebody to have, right? Where, okay, you finish your tenure or your employment and you don't have to worry about your income. The paycheck just keeps coming in and it comes in until you die. So it's, it's very comforting. It provides a a sense of security, but looking at, you know, really how uh, wall street and pension managers kind of bastardize the concept. It's, that's where things get really dicey. Well, you and I grew up roughly in the same era. And I always grew up, I don't know if you're the same way, growing up knowing a pension would never be there. I I was told by my grandpa, a pension will never be there for you. Don't plan on it. Work towards other things. And, and, you know, I got stock options. I got... I had a 401k, but I, I, I deferred most of that into stock options because I just mm-hmm. didn't trust it, which, you know, I think was a pretty smart thing to do. But I just knew that a pension was so far out of the realm of possibility, yeah. there was no chance. But pensions do, in fact, exist today, uh, outside of the public realm as well. Yeah. Well, here, and that's, and that's the, that's the underlying issue, right? So the, the reason why pensions still exist mm-hmm. is because it's, it's mostly in government. We'll get into some of the executive compensation okay. plans in a, in a, in a moment. Okay. But it's really in government. So if you look back to, you know, pre-1980, like post-World War II, pre-1980, like everybody had a pension. Like it was a huge percentage. But looking at really the the two variables mm-hmm. that determine whether a pension is successful mm-hmm. started to come into question, right? And that is the rate of return that the pension person can earn as well mm-hmm. as uh, the mortality uh, factors, which is how long is a person going to live? Okay. So, so now, now I'm like, I'm salivating because those yeah. are the two things that I think probably explain the pension the best. For sure. I think most people don't understand that a pension does not come directly out of a company's coffers. Mm-hmm. They, it comes out of a fund that a director takes all of that employee money as mm-hmm. you're, as you're paying into your pension or doing mm-hmm. whatever you're doing with your pension. It all goes into a fund. And either that fund makes money or it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's not a guaranteed thing. You're, you're absolutely right. And so looking at, you know, looking at that, it is, a pension is an obligation of a company. It's a, it's a literal liability. They, they contractually obligate themselves to make payments 
to employees. Right. Right. So essentially when an employee. It's a legally re- binding contract. It is. And the yep. employee has, you know, basically a contractual right to receive a payment for the rest of their life. Because what did they do? They, you know, they decided to stay with this company in exchange for that contractual agreement, They've right? Invested so invested in something. It made sense, right? So yeah. the coming out of the the company are are supposed payments, right? So the company has to actually put money into uh, the pension fund on behalf of this employee, mm-hmm. and and that's where things start to get kind of dicey because right. looking at you know the pension fund, the higher the return the pension fund makes, the lower the amount of money the employer has to put in. On behalf of the employee, right? so they're somewhat encouraged to invest aggressively, exactly, because they want a higher rate of they want a faster and higher rate of return, yep. which puts the fund at greater risk. Exactly, and so if you go to you know some of the the bankruptcies back in you know late nineties, early two thousands, those those corporate bankruptcies, okay, yeah. a lot of them were the result of. Uh, of pe- the pension fund going under didn't have to do with their business and their revenues, but the pension started to come into question where the fund itself, right, was requiring so much money from the corporation, right, because it lost so much as far as a rate of return is concerned. Because uh, obviously, you know, dot com era where you had a huge kind of collapse, uh, and then looking at you know really the longevity risk that uh-huh. they have. You know, medical technology has allowed people to live longer. So okay. they basically assume that people were going to, you know, pass away very soon after they retire. So in many ways, it's the perfect storm because yeah. people are living longer. Yep. People are investing more aggressively, yep. which is making the, the risk on both ends of this this problem much, much greater. Exactly. And so, yeah, the biggest, some of the bigger, like, corporate bankruptcies are uh, United Airlines, right? And uh, yeah, wasn't that like five Corp. billion in in pension debt or something? Yeah, like it was. That? It was. I think it was like around. Well, a little higher than that. I think it was like seven billion or okay. something like that. Okay. Uh, where that was that was what they essentially owed to those recipients that they had contractually that they had committed to do. Yeah. Exactly. And then Delphi Corporation, uh, then Bethlehem Steel. I mean, that those was were huge. I remember ones. that one in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So those are and those are you know five billion, six billion. Okay, which is a lot, which is a lot of money, but mm-hmm. that is like chump change when it comes to what's going on with uh, municipality pensions right now, which we'll get into in a second. Okay. But that's that's the thing is like these companies had to file bankruptcy because they didn't have enough money to be paying these people, so right. they went into bankruptcy to, to protect renegotiate, the corporation, exactly, yeah. renegotiate those obligations, and that's what they and that's what they did. Okay, so what what do you think is um, what is more problematic? Because I know well, it might be the same problem actually, because you have uh, public entities, city corporations, state funds, etc. Okay, but then you also have unions mm-hmm. dealing with the private companies. Yep. So the unions are largely controlling what's happening with these pension funds in the private sector as well. So which is at a That's greater danger? Yep. Is it is it the private companies with the unions, or is the city employee with? It's the it's public it, it's municipalities right because okay. inherently businesses uh, and these you know specific businesses United Airlines uh, Bethlehem Steel those are those are publicly traded corporations right so right. their value is based on you know their financials and okay. if they have all of these obligations right then the value of the company is going to go down and that's going to be reflected with you know supply and demand on the stock market right okay. who's buying who's selling right. and they basically do it and have a certain price right based on the financials of that company okay. so if their obligations are going up pension obligations okay their stock price is going to go down 
right? So that's what started to happen is these companies started to, to unwind. Now the issue with uh, you know municipalities. How long, how long ago did this start to happen? By the way. Well, this is. It, it's always the, gone on, but it's it's accelerated it because people are living longer, more boomers. Yeah, are but I also I think the assumed rate of return, like back in eighties and nineties, the mm-hmm. assumed rate of return was insanely high because you had you know CDs at double di- you know certificates of deposit at double digit returns. Okay, right? super. So they were assuming really high rates of return, mm-hmm. and they were getting them. I mean, they were getting them during the and they 80s assumed that and it would 90s, just stay in that area, just for stay, and that yeah. everything you know. But no tree grows to the sky. That's what people don't realize when it comes to you know compounding. Is you I have, love that statement. You have, the com- you have the compounding, but then you have an S-curve, right? So okay. again, I'm not going to get into those, those details. But the idea was, yeah, they assumed double-digit res- uh, returns. So when the market you know corrected in 1987, mm-hmm. then it corrected in the dot-com crash. Uh, and there's some other you know recessionary periods too. That's when they really started getting into trouble because the rate of return that they were earning versus what they assumed – Mm-hmm. Plus, people living longer, okay, that un, you know created an underfunded pension. Okay? You know what's? I thought it was kind of interesting. I remember being, uh, you know, fairly young when the crash of '87 happened, and I was surprised at how quickly we rebounded from it. And I wonder if maybe perhaps that didn't make things worse later because people assumed, oh, well, we've recovered from this so quickly. The next time this happens, we know what to do. We're not going to have the problems. Uh, and so they started investing even more aggressively. Is there any yeah. merit to that at all? Or is that, am I just crazy to think that? No, I mean, you go, yeah, you go back to, yeah, you go back to 87, looking at that crash, looking at the dot com crash. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things when, when you do have, have crashes, that's when typically there's, in, there's intervention, especially in, you know, the dot com crash, because mm-hmm. that was around the 9 11 period. Right. Uh, and Greenspan subsequently, you know, reduced interest rates to all time, all time lows. Yeah. So it made borrowing so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. So you had a ton of debt that was in, uh, injected into the economy, which right. boosted, boosted things up and created a but, bubble but in the many same respects. Time, and that's true. And that, and the money didn't necessarily go back into the investments that lost. Uh-huh. Okay. Some okay. of the money, you know, money obviously in that period went and, you know, a lot of it went into housing, right? And started that's uh, where a creating lot of the housing, went. you know, but so that's, that's the issue. It's, it's like, okay, the economy corrects to an extent or the market corrects, but doesn't mean that the underlying investments of these funds, okay, came back, right? That's, that's why I brought that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so I would say, you know, looking at, you know, the public, public companies, they had to file bankruptcy and there's, you know, there is a guarantee association for, um, for, for pensions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the, those that were receiving pensions, uh, and the companies that subsequently went into default, uh, they, they were made, they were made whole. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the company had to file bankruptcy and they had to renegotiate debt and assets and so forth. So basically the, so does a this guarantee association a was like receiver, a receiver. Did, okay. So do they lose their money in a, in a bankruptcy filing like that? If it's a private, if it's a private company, like let's say United Airlines, for yeah. example, they did file for a bankruptcy protection. Does that, does that lower the pension or does it eliminate it altogether when they do something? Well, like again, that? all pension, it's not like all pensions are created equal. I mean, there's, there's yeah, there's variance. But really looking at, you know, receivership or bankruptcy, it's essentially just, a, a, you know, a trustee taking on all your assets, all of your liabilities mm-hmm. and doing a negotiation, right? So that was where, you know, they were, they were made whole based on who is negotiating on their behalf. Okay. Okay. So, but what the point I really wanted to make was these are public, publicly traded companies. Mm-hmm. You look at municipalities and there's, there's, 
really no accountability there. Uh-huh. Okay, they don't have to create quarterly earnings. They answer statement. to voters. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And and so looking at really the issue that they're in, they were in back then. They're in now. Okay, the issue is there's not the same amount of accountability. And looking at, you know, all of these municipalities, I mean, we're literally trillions of dollars underfunded right now uh, across the United States. Some, some are better than others. Okay. But looking at, you know, CalPERS, it's almost a trillion dollars underfunded. Yeah. So that's, a, I mean, looking at, you know, bankruptcy of United Airlines of, you know, seven billion mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in total claims. Right. That's nothing. That's no, that's like a fraction compared to you know just just Calpers themselves. Okay, yeah. And so in, that's the issue. Your, that's the underlying your, issue. In your ebook, the pension meltdown. Mm-hmm. Again, very short book. Everybody go check it out. Uh, it's it, near the end of your your book. It's really dire. It sounds really dire. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost to the point where we were kind of proofing this and editing it and reading it, I almost went to you and said, "Hey, Pat, listen, too much. <laughs> it's 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 too uh, the sky is falling." Yeah. But then I went back and started doing the research on my own, mm-hmm. and I went, "Yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe this does need to stay in there because people yep. need to be aware of this." Well, this is a good website that I pulled a lot of information from, which is uh, Pension Tsunami. So we'll we'll, okay. link, we'll we link to that. Put that in the, the show notes. E-book. People can go see it for themselves and, and the show notes. But it really tracks most of the the pensions that are that are out there, especially the municipal ones and those that are actually that are uh, in in trouble. So you said seven seven billion is nothing. Your ebook, it seems pretty dire. So, what are we talking with Calpers then? Do we know? Do, well, do they release those numbers no, at yeah, all? It's, a, it's, a, it's just shy uh, of, a, of a trillion dollars. And that's, and that's as of uh, mid part of 2016. Oh, that almost so, takes your breath away. No, man. it does. And that's, and that's the, that's the thing people don't realize is, okay, that's, it's an, it's, it's underfunded, but it's kind of like social security. Right, Social Security has like twenty trillion dollars of pro- of promised benefits, and right now, more money is coming out of Social Security than going in. Okay, so and sure. looking at Social Security, people have been saying that since the eighties. Yeah, been and Social Security—it's one of those things where you know it was—it was a good idea at the time. The average the average person lived to be what sixty two, sixty one, and hardly anybody got it. Like very small percentage. And when they did, it was it. it wasn't for very long. But now you know you have everybody that's essentially promised it. Yeah. Okay? And again, as I said, the money going in versus the money uh, coming out is uh, is less. And really, all that backs up Social Security mm-hmm. uh, are government securities. Okay, this is the big, which is government debt. And I'm not get into those details right now, but it's the same. It's oh the gosh. same issue. So here's here's what I'm trying to to say is you know looking at the pension issues. Looking at municipalities, it's almost like a big domino effect because it is. you have, or almost like a Ponzi scheme, yeah. almost. What it, and that's and that's where I, I do I know exactly what the you no know, nobody knows what the what is actually going to happen, but no, but just on me, its it just face, doesn't, it's just it doesn't one, make sense. It's like you're robbing yeah. from one place to pay another place. It's like how one. how are they going to when that when they need to make a payment for pen, you know in the next like five years? Do? There's tons of people that are going to be retiring. If they have to make that actual payment, what what are they going to do if they don't have any money? Right. And they're audited too. Right. And mm-hmm. they're going to get to a point where, yeah, it's going to be like, listen, you guys need to figure something out. And there's some signs as to what may happen. Uh, but it's anybody's guess because I think if you have like a, I mean, Detroit filed bankruptcy over their pensions. Right. Right. Uh, and you know, and killed some- the city. And there's, I mean, and there's a handful much. of other, you know, municipalities that, that have. But uh-huh. you've also seen signs, and we talked about this a few few weeks ago in that in that uh, other podcast. Where we talked about Calpers more in, in more in, de- in more detail. Yeah. But you you have courts right that are starting to set precedent 
of renegotiating okay, the pensions. Uh, it's almost like oops, outside, not even renegotiating. It's basically yeah. they're the you know it's kind of court uh, decided changes and adjustments to the pension benefits. It's that almost have been as though they're finding loopholes. They're just going and finding any teeny tiny little loophole they can to lower the pension yep. rate. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you know I think those may be, but I'm not sure if that's going to be enough. Right. It, it's going to really come down to. Uh, either increasing taxes, where in California, I don't know how how they can increase taxes more. Cause taxes I think, are crazy. I think it's like 13.1 or something like that for the yeah. top tax bracket in California. You can only tax people so much. So, Well, I think the bigger concern is taxing businesses and corporations there. That everything's so taxed and regulated, it, it's almost not worth it trying to do business there. Yep. So one of the, you know, so getting into really what's going to happen, I mean, uh, who, well, how it's, do any, you protect it's anybody's yourself? guess, but at the same time, if you look at those two variables, right, the interest rate, uh, and you know, being too aggressive there, as well as uh, the uh, the longevity, which is people and how long they live. Yeah, it's just it, it it's made it so that it doesn't make any sense, and it can't just like unless there's like some you know pandemic where you know <laughs> a lot of people die. A pandemic, right? <laughs> the plague comes back. Yeah, I mean, is there, I, <laughs> it's unless World something War like Z. that, you know, or California like falls into the ocean. Right, right. It's one of those things where who knows? Who knows? You know what the what the shakeout is going to be? But it's just it's not okay. Sustainable. So there has to there has to if it's not sustainable, and you you've made a very compelling argument. Yeah. Well, look at well, how and, do, and, yeah. and like um you know the uh, what did the tsunami? What is it called? Pension tsunami. Pension tsunami. Yeah, you can go research. Uh, you all go research. There. That it's all there for you to check out. Okay, so yep. how do you protect yourself then? Well, so let me get. I'll make a couple, a couple final points, okay. which is you know in regards to just municipalities. It's like even even the government, right? Where does the government get social security money? Uh, where do uh, municipalities get money to you know pave their roads or yeah. clean up the parks? Okay. Right. It's they don't they don't run a business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is in a sense, but they essentially force people to pay them. Tax, mm-hmm. Taxes. If you don't pay taxes, you you go to jail. Yeah. Essentially, you right? lose everything and you go to jail. Yeah, I mean they they they'll lean your you know they'll Wesley lean Snipes. Your house. Yeah, I mean, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. yeah, you you lose everything and you go to jail. And it's crazy. I mean, yeah, this morning it was funny. I was uh, my wife called and there's like the house next to us. Uh, like it's a super short driveway because we live kind of like on a hill. Yeah. And you know, at like seven thirty in the morning, the uh the city was going around like trying to ticket people, right? Because oh. uh, she like you know she parks and she has like her bumpers in the sidewalk, so it's like they gave her like this seventy five dollar ticket. Anyway, so it's one of those things where you know the, this is how they make money. Yeah, I found right? out I there's a university. I'm not gonna name the university here in Utah. <laughs> Uh, you can figure it out, but they make $300,000 in the first month of every semester just from writing tickets. Yeah. It, just from tickets. And so whether, and that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it, right? Taxes aren't going it, right. to, it's, you know, cause they have gas taxes and they have property right. taxes and there's, there's so many ways in which they get money. But, but those are just parking tickets. So imagine yeah. the amount of revenue that they're generating. And that's the thing is that type of benefit. Right, those massive pensions—it just doesn't make any sense because yeah. they don't. You can only tax so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so that's you know really the the other I guess backstop would be the federal government, right? Because okay. the federal government always comes in and you know takes care of things, right? They right. during two thousand eight, two thousand nine, they they came in and bailed um, everybody out. Government Motors, they came in to GM, and they I mean they they come in and when there's these you know. 
massive problems that are going to, you know, really the only solution is bankruptcy or collapse or businesses going right. out of, you know, businesses, you know, essentially Lehman Brothers ceasing operations. Up, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they allowed Lehman to file bankruptcy. But so it's, it's just which one, one of, which yeah. one closed its doors and just shut down? I thought it was well, Lehman the, Brothers. Well, Lehman, well, Lehman Brothers, yeah, they went, I mean, Bear Stearns was, was the and one. And AIG. Oh, it was yeah. Bear Stearns. Yeah, so there's there's That's government. Right. Yeah, there's government intervention. In a lot of those firms, That's right. but then, yeah. but it's like the government was the one that sh- that chose. Okay, they go bankrupt. These guys do this, and they negotiate. It was, yeah, not, it was just nuts. Yeah, there's. Oh gosh, what was the what was the name of the 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 movie? There's a there's like an HBO movie that talks about that whole. Oh, movie. too big to fail. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too big kind of, to fail, which was phenomenal. Walks, walks through kind of all all of that. Um, right. Yeah. So the anyway. big short's also a great a great reference yeah. too. So looking again, going to you know going to really the the issue at hand. Okay, municipalities can't do it now. It's the federal government because the federal government you know can use the Federal Reserve to print money, and then mm-hmm. the government creates treasuries and securities and money out of nothing, mm-hmm. right? And takes that money and bails people. I mean, it's you look at that a trillion dollars, right? And then if you do it for California, now you got to do it for New Jersey, and if you do it Detroit, for New Jersey, and Chicago gotta, and yeah. So yeah. that's that's the the issue right now is that uh it it's not talked about at all. I mean, there's a couple guys like like Peter Peter Schiff talks about it a lot. A lot of the Austrian economists uh, get into those type of details, but but still, I, I rarely but nobody wants to pay attention no, to it, no, right? Yeah, it's just that it's that you know fleet or herd of elephants in the closet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But they don't want to. You don't want to open the closet. There's a. There's a. There's it hasn't a little burst bit that, yet. It hasn't burst yet. And the smell is not too bad. Well, that's the thing that concerned me about the pension meltdown that you wrote because mm-hmm. I thought I, I was like, well, this is so dire. Yeah. Why is anybody talking about this? Yeah. So it's one of those, you know, pensions. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, what is this going to do? Okay, so ultimately, yeah. then, if these things start failing, like you and so many others are worried about, yeah. Then you have 2008, 2009 all over again. Is is this well, a serious no. 2008, problem? 2009, it was like I, that was. Cause again, I call they, it a depression. I think they, the government had talking points. They, 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 they papered to. over it. I mean, they printed trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to buy to funk mortgages, to lend money here, lend money there. I mean, there's money all over the place from from that. That's yeah. and that's not a, a solution. Okay, so right? I was going to say, are they going to do the same thing with pensions? And they. They can, I, 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 if they do, I don't see how that's sustainable, right? Because it's not like they can just go and say, okay, we're going to help you, but we're not going to help you. Because this is a multi-generational issue. Oh yeah. And so it's going to, so I would say for those that are, those that have a pension, okay, you're going to want to, you know, go to Pension Tsunami. You, all, most of this is public information. Uh huh. You're going to want to research the state of your pension. Right, and that's it's the like, first step that you take to yeah. protect yourself. That's all my parents, and num- you know, back because my parents were teachers in Connecticut, mm-hmm. right? And you know, Connecticut was one of the pensions that had money with Bernie Madoff, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, so it was, it was uh, Connecticut and Massachusetts had money with uh, with Bernie. Their Lots pension programs. Of money. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it's so looking at you know the the risky investments that they are they're still making. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's you know what's going to be the result of result of that. Okay, so me playing the dumb guy here, if if I have a pension 
and someone is controlling that pension, do am I able to do any sort of due diligence to find out where that pension money is going in the fund, how that money's being invested? Do they issue like quarterly statements so that I would know? Uh, so I've I've seen I've analyzed some uh, like company pensions, uh-huh. okay, which shows literally everything. They do a state state of affairs, and I build and municipalities do the same thing. Okay, so you so can you go can in look and into see. there's some mm-hmm. transparency. Yeah. Okay. So look, and I would you know really go through. Yeah, pension summary is a good a good a good one to look at, uh, a good website to look at. But there's so much information on the internet. Just go research it and you're going to know the state of your you know, specific municipality pension if, if you have one. Now, looking if you don't, if you don't, well, let's, let me back up. So if you do, right, and you're dependent on that and Social Security, I think that's a, that's a, risky, that's a risky proposition. Yeah, pension okay? and Social Security. It's yeah. the perfect it, storm now, of it may uh, happen, being poor in old age. You know, it may you know, you may get it, it. May work out, right? I'm not going to say that it's 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 not, but in the event that it does, okay, you you need to be prepared. No, you're saying there's enough there's enough smoke there to be concerned. Yeah, there, there's yeah. an there are enough signs that you saw in 08, 09 yep. to tell you there's there's a another problem on the horizon that yep. people need to be aware of. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so I look at that, and then you look at also just you know the human behavior, and I know we're going to have. Um, Dr. Matt Woolley. Dr. Matt, yeah, he's going to be on in the next uh, next little next bit. Next week, the psychologist yeah. that you know can really kind of get into the details of how people think when it comes to money. But looking at you know really how markets react when these type of events occur. Okay, markets are going to behave irrationally. I mean, there's going to be sell-offs. There's going to be panic. I mean, who, I, I just don't see a way around that. So looking at you know where other assets are, if they're in the market, or if they're in a 401k or an IRA. Mm-hmm. That that's something to be very uh, very concerned about because most of those funds are tied to you know they're tied to, to bonds or they're tied to uh, other secu- things that securities, can mutual, in, in the mutual funds. It's all basically thing. securities, regardless of. I mean, you have you have that uh, you know the the correlating risk, which is you know if if a company you know I mean if a company has bad financials, their stocks can go down. But if you have a crisis like this, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I mean that's where markets collapse, regardless of mm-hmm. the state of the company. So. Okay, so so the answer then to protect yourself, I, I just listening to you, it would be to diversify. I, I, that's the only thing that I can think of, right? Is yeah. diversification? Is that gold? Is that um, a whole life insurance policy? How do, how does one protect themselves? Well, and so and this is what we you know kind of concluded with the uh, you know with the ebook, right? Yeah. We get into some of some of those some of those details, but my my thing is. You know, instead of like, you know, looking at this trade or that trade and doing a covered call gear and learning, basically the what, you know, what Barry Dyke, you know, way back in the day, right, before I even got into the business uh, and started being a financial advisor, you know, his, when I read that book, it was, look at what the smartest guys are are doing. The guys that are in those, those positions, mm-hmm. okay, what are... What is the what are uh, you know some of the senators invested in? What are the, what's the Federal Reserve invested in? Uh, what are corporate executives invested in? Because right or wrong, you can assume they know something you don't. For sure. I mean, they always yeah. have a they they always know what's what's coming. Now, may, what's you know, coming down? Yeah, the you bike. go you go back and look at like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I mean, there were I mean, there's documented calls and emails and memos to hey, get all the money you can. 
liquidate this, liquidate this. Oh I mean, yeah. There, they, there's a lot of guys that knew what was what was coming, right? So that's that's who that's who you look to. Is uh, like, what are I, they I doing? Where they that moment. Uh, Honestly, Pat, I will never forget that. I was working in the film industry, had millions invested in films, mm-hmm. sitting in a car in Burbank in front of Warner Brothers when all when the phones started ringing. And I remember sitting there with my partners going, what is happening? What's mm-hmm. going on? Everybody wanted their money back. Everybody was, we're pulling our cash. We want all of our, anything liquid that we can get that we have, that we have promised to you, we want it all back. Yep. And me just sitting in the car going, okay, okay, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. But And I can only imagine that happened at every scale. Oh yeah, you know, across the country, all in a everybody day. was caught off guard. Everyone, right? Yeah. And you know, you, there were some that knew, but they didn't know exactly when or how. And it, but there were guys that that were knowledgeable that now have become, uh, you know, more prominent as far as their messaging is concerned. But mm-hmm. you know, they've been calling things like they called some stuff in 2015, didn't happen. Stuff in 2016 didn't happen. So right. it's one of those things where, yeah, if you say something's going to happen. You know, with this event, this, 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 like a million times, eventually one of them is going to be right. Yeah, a blind squirrel will always find a nut <laughs> eventually, right? Yeah, that's so kind of that's kind of what I think so about it, a lot of these. And things. I could be totally up in the night. This could be totally off base, and you know, I know, you know, yeah, Trump, Trump's clear. about to push forward, you know, some executive order on cutting corporate taxes. I mean, it's one of those things. That who, who knows? There could be all these, like, you know, these these black swan, and this happens, and then that happens. I mean, for all we know. Like tomorrow, they can invent, you know, uh, 100% clean, free energy, which totally shapes the way our entire yeah, world works. Cold fusion has been yeah. discovered, but who knows? But that's yeah. that's one of those things where it's like, who who knows what else is going to happen? Right. But at the same time, we don't know that, and that's a that's another gamble and another yeah. risky bet. I would say right now, you have to operate right with the perspective of what you know and what's going on and if something else happens great but right now that's typically what you know we design the entire perpetual wealth strategy around is okay what are what are these guys doing what does the federal reserve do how is their pension set up and it's mm-hmm. identical to really the private mutual com, uh, company setup where we position insurance and, and annuities mm-hmm. uh and looking at you know really these uh corporate executives and in the ebook we reference a few of them Right. And it's fascinating because those guys, you know, their employee plans are all tied to the stock market, right? The stock market is really how they raise money for the corporation, right? right? right. And then they take those profits, that capital, uh, and they're not buying into a mutual fund or a 401k. They All their money is in just the same thing as the Federal, Federal Reserve. It's like I, think, these- I think the vast majority of the people that are listening right now have no clue that that's the case. Yeah. They just don't know that. Um, it's it's a very interesting thing to me to see this. And again, you're saying, look, hey, to be clear, we don't know, mm-hmm. but this is what I'm seeing, and it's I'm seeing enough that people should be concerned. You are not predicting yep. a failure. You're just saying, hey, look, you may want to check this out and be very careful as you move forward. Correct? Yeah, it's just all it's all it's all education. It's being aware of what's going on. You can't be aware of everything. But try to be aware of the most significant issues out there, and, that, and this is one of them, right? Yeah. This is because it, it's it's such a it's such a ripple effect. Once that first domino falls, I mean, it's hard it's, to stop. It, and I think we yeah it, we've used that example before, I think. But it, it, it's hard. But it, but it works. It can't stop. Yeah, and it's it's one after the other after the other. Now, who knows where all the dominoes are? But in the end, what ends up happening when you have these huge fallouts? Government comes in, they try to solve the problem. Markets, you know, go all haywire, and the individual, well, 
the group that typically gets the gets screwed is the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So always, and it's all it's either through you know paying more income tax, paying more sales mm-hmm. tax, paying more whatever tax, or inflation, right? Because when you know they they print more government securities and more debt, now you have more money that's in circulation yeah. that the Federal Reserve. I even think we monetize. referenced the trillion dollar coin in the last episode, right? Yeah, to and fix that's these and that's where you know when you have more money in circulation, it's like it's like dilute you know it's, it's diluting Kool Aid, right? Yep. What is already in circulation uh, gets is de- worth less. gets devalued, and so that's the hidden tax of of inflation, which is your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to go. I think there's a lot of people that were alive in the 1970s. 70s and early 80s that remember when inflation rates were sky high. But I think some of our younger listeners, that may be a good show down the road to talk about the yeah. dangers and the problems associated with inflation. Yep. Because uh, I can I, I can kind of see that coming too. Yeah, let's do a whole Federal Reserve kind of episode to you. Because we've, we've done a bunch of those in the past, but maybe from a refresh, you know. We'll yeah, update them. To, and an, take up, a look to at an updated deal. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, and everybody go get this book. Yep. Uh, the Pension Meltdown. It's a real quick read. Pat did a great job on it, and it's very, very informative. For yeah, sure. check out Barry Dykes. You know Barry Dykes' book, Guaranteed Income, and then also uh, the podcast that him and I did. We mm-hmm. referenced a lot of this stuff, and this is about a, this we'll is about put, a year uh, ago. We'll put links to all the stuff in the show notes so cool. that you can go find it. Find Sounds all good. Stuff. Sounds good, man. You're now a pro and understand everything about. Well, you have pensions, a way. Right? You honestly, you have a way of simplifying everything down to the point where people that may not be versed in the law and may not be versed in corporate finance can still understand the risks and the rewards associated with such. Yeah. So, yeah, well done, oh, Pat. You too. You too, man. All right, everyone. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, with our financial psychologist, right? Yeah, Doctor Matt Woolley. He is <laughs> uh, he is one of the nation's leading clinical psychologists. Uh, he is just a revered and beloved, award winning uh, college professor. He also works with companies like should I say the company? So I want to say he, it, yeah. he works with the Utah Jazz. He yeah. works with Goldman Sachs. He. There, there are a bunch of companies that he works with. He's going to be in to do a two-part series with us, uh, to start a two-part series. We may have him back more. Uh, the first part will be the psychology, uh, what happens to your brain when you make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. What happens when to you, you psychologically when you make a lot of money? And then what happens when it goes away? Because mm-hmm. that's, no, it's, it's be almost pa- an inevitability, yeah. right? For most people. So. I've read a bu- I've read tons of books on all this, like, you know, the behavioral economics and it's, but, I've, but I've, we've never had a psychologist on, so yeah, that's next. He'll probably week. be like, uh, "You're you're a little crazy, Patrick." But no, I I don't think so. I I think I think you guys are going to get along very well. All right, so cool. Uh, that'll be next week. Sounds good, everyone. And we will talk to you then. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial. 